0: And welcome to Worship Matters, a podcast that deals with the intricacies of planning worship each week. I'm Cynthia Wilson,
1: Worship Executive at Discipleship Ministries.
2: I'm Derek Weber, the Director of Preaching Ministries.
1: And I'm Diana Sanchez Pouchong, the Director of Music Ministries. And together we hope to discuss how to plan worship using the
0: Common Lectionary while creating worship series that are engaging relevant, and adaptable for your church setting. This episode four from the worship area at Discipleship Ministries, which is an agency of the United Methodist Church located in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. And we're excited to share Planning Helps with you today for Ash Wednesday and the Lenten series, Selah Life in a Minor Key. We'll also talk about the spirituals recommended for this worship series so that you can have a fuller understanding of how to utilize them in your worship
1: services. Cynthia, I'm so excited about this worship series, and the reason is that it's centered on music. The Psalms, which is also known the song as the songbook of the Bible— is our primary biblical source and then we are featuring african-american spirituals each week some of these spirituals are well known and some may be not so well known either way they provide us a way to take the psalm and contextualize it for today furthermore Cynthia, we have you here to help us think about these spirituals and start planning our worship services for the Lent Easter cycle. So, I think this is going to be a rich time in our planning for this series that deals with music as a primary vehicle. So, Cynthia, I wanted to start off by asking you what do we need to know about the spirituals in general before we look at the specific spirituals we have suggested to go with this series? How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, a few minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, the, um, I think the most important thing to, k- to keep in mind when you're talking about the spiritual, it's a genre uh, that really needs to be unpacked as far as its context. It's important for us to know that the spirituals function not only as song, mm-hmm. not only just as music, But they also function in all of life. There are four ways that the spirituals are utilized. First of all, they were used as as codes, and they conveyed messages um, across cornfields and cotton fields, et cetera. Uh, And then they were utilized as didactic means. It's one of the ways that slaves taught their children. Children Mm -hmm. go where I send thee, how Mm -hmm. shall I send thee? I'm going to send you one by one, one for the little bitty baby. Mm-hmm. Born, born, born in Bethlehem. Now, so many people think that that's a Christmas song. really isn't. It's a lesson in mathematics. Mm-hmm. Taught the children how to count.
1: Well, and Dem Bones is like that as well. Dem
0: Bones is that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're right. It's anatomy and physiology. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, the spirituals functioned as social commentary. They were sort of the Time magazine of uh, that period. And so they just uh, sort of explained what was actually going on in all of life. I met my sister the other day. I give her my right hand. And just as soon as ever my back was turned, she took and scandalized my name. Mm-hmm. Now, do you call that a sister? Well, that's not something you would sing in church, right? I'm right. <laughs> but it is something that really speaks to what is actually going on in the life of the slave. And then finally, the sermonette. It was the means by which not only did the slaves learn the scriptures, but they learn the language, mm-hmm. uh, so this um, this idea of teaching scripture. Go down Moses is a good example. There were uh, over thirty verses of the song, but it literally taught that en- entire uh, m- message, that passage of scripture. So first, before uh, talking about how to sing the spirituals and how they, it's important to know what the backstory is. Mm-hmm. That way, you know where they most they best fit in the context of worship.
1: And uh, am I right in, in, in um, thinking about the spirituals as having a, a couple of layers? Absolutely. So can you say a little bit about that, about freedom mm-hmm. and um, looking heavenward? Yes. So you'll notice that
0: many of the spirituals um, include Jesus. Mm. Uh, that's because the Jesus mm. of history who actually walked the earth, uh, that Jesus the human Jesus uh they resonated with more so than the divine mm. Jesus why because they could um they could appropriate the story of um Jesus actually being hung oh, yeah. uh, and then of course uh the the bloody ways in which uh Jesus's life was understood but then of course if we're talking about um this eschatological hope,
1: mm-hmm. uh, heaven, mm-hmm.
0: oftentimes we make the mistake of uh, thinking that the slaves were interested in dying. They really weren't. Uh, this was a metaphor. Heaven mm-hmm. was a metaphor for going back to the place that meant the most. Mm-hmm. That usually was the motherland.
1: Yeah, a uh, home, home, looking for home. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The
0: other piece that's important to keep in mind is that a personal pronoun is often used in the spiritual, uh, but keep in mind that the pronouns I and me were not, uh, they, were, they were universal I. They were universal mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Never would you have uh, experienced a slave talking about only themselves because of this universal, uh, it was not ex- existential mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you were uh, mentioning about Jesus, and it uh, one of the songs that we recommend is Give Me Jesus. Yes. So here you're talking about that universal me, Absolutely. that me is not just for me. No. In the morning. When I rise. Yeah, give me Jesus. Yes. I can leave the world behind. Yes. Give me Jesus. Dark
0: midnight was my cry. Not in terms of the dark of night, but really that was the time when slaves were able to gather and mm. be their real true selves, right? Mm-hmm. So it was in the nighttime, it mm-hmm. was in the darkness of night uh, that you found the invisible church gathered at the shore uh, with blankets hanging over the trees mm. to muffle the sound so that they would not be caught yes. worshipping in the ways that uh, Africans worshipped.
1: Wow. Well, let's take a look at at some of these other songs that we've recommended for the worship series. So we start off uh, with Motherless Child, or Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child, and that's found in Songs of Zion. Right. Um, And it's number 83 in in Songs of Zion. Of course, it's uh, traditional, spiritual, dating back to the era of the slaves. Um, So... How would you envision that a congregation could use this in a worship service? So this
0: easily serves as,
1: uh, especially during a season of
0: Ash Wednesday or Lent, Mm. Uh, this is a lament. Mm. Uh, And it is a way of really speaking to the ways in which uh, these persons were marginalized. Uh, Sometimes I don't even feel human. Mm -hmm. and Sometimes I, I feel like there is nothing to nurture my spirit or my soul. But most importantly, I know that this land is not my home. Mm. And so it's a longing
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it's an expression of pain. Uh, but there's also commentary on how the slave master was actually treating the slaves.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was reading up on this um, and it talked about the word sometimes so that there is that bit of hope in yes. this song. It's a lament, as you say, but there is that. It's not all the time. But sometimes, Mm -hmm. and uh, to remind us that God still is light for us, even in the midst of dark times. Yes, absolutely.
0: And to recognize that even today, uh, there are persons, whether they are red, black, pink, yellow, (laughs) no matter what color people, every person has that moment where they feel lost and alone, and, Mm -hmm. and, and they really need a way of expressing that. Um, and there's nothing like a person who feels like there's no mother in their lives. Mm-hmm. The, just the metaphor of mother itself. Mm-hmm. We understand how that functions in human life. So sure. just imagine what it must be like for one who has no mother. All right.
1: Yeah. So um, I would imagine you could take this song from Songs of Zion and uh, have it as a solo, have it as a choir piece, Um so that's probably a good beginning point for most congregations, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. Another song that's coming up is Balm and Gilead. So we find that in the Methodist hymnal um, on 741 and also in Zion's Still Sings mm-hmm. on page 114. So do, can you say a little bit about Balm and Gilead?
0: Absolutely. Just go right to Jeremiah 46 <laughs> and 11. Uh, is there no balm? The prophet asked. Mm. In Gilead, Gilead was this place known of. He, it's a place of healing, mm. uh, and the balm itself was an actual material. It was a, a very precious merchandise uh, that's actually used. This is not the only place, by the way, uh, that this idea of the balm and and that healing is is uh, actually mentioned in scripture um balm another word for balm would be mastic but it was a merchandise that was really expensive mm-hmm. and was utilized not only in the the healing process but these oils or these precious um these this, this precious uh substance was used for a myriad of things mm-hmm. so that again it's used here in the song as a metaphor is there there's nothing here for healing. Is, an, is there a doctor here? <laughs> is there anything here that can help my hurt? Mm-hmm. And so that's really what the slave is. And, and so once the slave learns of this scripture, then they're able to utilize that and apply it mm. uh, to their own lives. Where, mm. where is the balm here? You know, mm-hmm. we're reading in scripture uh, that this place, Gilead, where is Gilead? We we need to get
1: there. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah to me. Go ahead, I was well,
2: just going to say what what's amazing to me about that song in particular is that they take the question and yes. turn it into a that, statement. Yes. It's not, is there a bomb? They say, there is there a is. bomb. And mm. If there was ever a group of people who had the right to ask the question, That's is right. there a bomb, it would be those in the in – Uh, slaves at that time, and yet they're the ones who said there mm, is. There is. Mm, I mean, it was a statement of of hope and confidence and belief and faith, even in the midst of the pain and suffering that they were undergoing. Mm
1: -hmm. So So I see this uh, being used in worship as a response to the the sermon each week, or if after the sermon there's a time of healing, that -hmm. people can come up to the altar, the communion rails, that this song is sung as a you know, that hope, again, that we're looking
0: for. A service of anointing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I I believe Lent is is such a good time. I think for whatever reason, um, we seem to be able to to lament more uh, during the season of Lent. We are able to bring our brokenness a little bit easier than, say, perhaps during the season of Easter. And so giving people opportunities to do that in worship I think is very meaningful. Well,
2: Lent is designed to be an introspective kind of experience. And right. so so when we put it in this context with the psalms and the spirituals, then all of a sudden we think a little more viscerally mm. rather than just an examination of our actions we begin to ask the question, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. You know, What's going on in my heart as I engage both in worship but also in living each day? And mm-hmm. so part of what we're trying to get folks to do is to pay attention to their expressions and experience throughout the week, throughout the season of of Lent and that. And these, these spirituals are trying to pull out from us mm-hmm. something deeper than what, many of us may experience in a kind of a head-centered worship. We're, we're moving a little deeper into the soul, into the heart, and saying, where are we? Who are we? What are we about? Yes. Absolutely. And what's, what was fascinating to me in the preparation of this is looking at the psalms that were chosen, they weren't all laments. Some of them were laments, but even the lament psalms led to hope. Um, mm-hmm. And so the Sunday experience of Lent is not supposed to be this drab and dreary and sad uh, kind of time all the time. It is the the celebration, the, the mini resurrection or little uh-huh. Easter along the way, the oasis in, in the period. Mm-hmm. And so some of these songs, while they sound, sometimes I feel like a motherless child, you know, or there is a balm in Gilead. The way it's sung, particularly by white congregations, I have to confess, it sounds kind of <laughs> like a dirge. <laughs> But it's really a statement of hope. It's it's asking us to move into this reality and to mm-hmm. trust in that promise. And then the center one, give me Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. That was in the middle of the season. That's yeah. that's where we come around and say, all these emotions are are all over us all of the time. But but we sort them out. We focus our attention and when we cling to Jesus. Mm-hmm then all those emotions begin to be sorted out in our lives. And we can hold on to hope, even in the difficult times, even in the motherless child moments.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, a couple more spirituals that are a little bit later in the in the series. Uh, steal Away, Steal Away to Jesus, I think echoes that mm-hmm. as well, what we've been talking about so far. And then Guide My Feet, to me, that one sort of takes a different turn, if mm-hmm. you will, because it's it's saying now— uh, you know, give me Jesus, steal away to Jesus. But now I'm gonna, I'm yeah. on the move. Right. So can right. you say a little suggestive. bit more about that? Oh yeah, because
0: I mean, we've we're sitting in ash, ashes and, and mm. sackcloth, right? Mm-hmm. But but when you look at what the psalms are doing, particularly the psalms of ascent, there is movement. Uh, you're not just sitting and just waiting in a state of hopelessness, mm. but you got to move. Yeah, uh, recognizing both that the uh, the conveyor belt. Uh, for actually being able to lift oneself up out of the dirt, the darkness, and uh, that which has been felt like hopelessness, now they're able. Even being, even being able to say, nobody knows the trouble that I see. But even in the midst of that, being able to rise up out of the ashes and move along, guide my feet, while I what. Run, Run this race, race right? <laughs> I mean, not crawl, not I mean it isn't a it isn't a posture of, oh, I'm just barely making it. I mean, mm-hmm. just look at that. Even in the midst of what I've been through, I'm still running. Mm-hmm. And I ain't and, and my grandmama would say, and
1: I ain't got tired yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um yeah, so thinking a little bit further then um towards the Holy Week and all that comes with that in terms of requiems, I wanted to lift up that um, if you're going to continue using spirituals throughout this whole season, there is a wonderful requiem, uh, which is a a mass for the dead that is often done on Good Friday in many churches. It's called In Calvary's Shadow, and it's by Victor Johnson, who is a Texan that teaches school and writes beautiful music, mostly for his middle school choirs. Um, but this incorporates spirituals throughout the Requiem. Another thing that can be done easily is to make your own service of shadows or the tenebrae service for Good Friday. And that's when you're reading the different uh, seven last words and extinguishing candles, making the room grow darker and darker. There, you know, tenebrae, meaning that service of shadows. Um and you can incorporate spirituals. One spiritual that we sing almost every Good Friday that I've ever been a part of is, Were You There? Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Yes. Were you there when they nailed him to the tree? And it's so meaningful. So that's always a good song to have at the service of shadows. And the neat thing about that, again, it's it's one of the examples of
0: the sermon that it tells the story step mm-hmm. by step they crucified him, they buried him, they, then he rose, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, a, that's a kind of trajectory of what has actually happened. you all done in that one Good Friday service. Speaking of the seven last words, uh, one of the uh, interesting ways in which that particular service is celebrated in the Africana comp- uh, context is with preachers actually preaching. The seven last words. So each of the words are assigned to a preacher, and um, so so the preachers they actually do an exegesis of that particular word. um, Mm -hmm. Mother, behold your son. I thirst. um, Father, behold. Father, forgive them, for they know not what... To... Each of those words are preached. Mm. And it really is literally almost an all-day event. Oh, yeah, it sounds um, like it. People, they will pause for a moment, and, and people are coming and going the entire time, but preachers are brought in from all over either the city or the even the country. Uh, and it's a fascinating experience. It's amazing how the passages are creatively mm. spun and... Uh, and uh, I suggest Jesus is at work there as well. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes
2: we read into what that, we want to see. Yeah. I've, well, I've been a part of some of those services, community-wide services. Mm-hmm. Those those services, they connect communities together rather than in our own place. We right. gather to do that. Yeah. But it is a fascinating experience to do. And and I'd really recommend that you reach out and you try to do that in your own communities. Yeah. Uh, it lasted at least three hours. Three hours was one of the shorter ones, actually. Yeah. But, uh, to cover that same period of time that the scriptures talks about, that Jesus was on the cross. But it has different elements within that. And as you said, Cynthia, people are in and out all yeah, the time. And yeah. sometimes preachers come and they bring their congregation That's, with them for their bit. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then a lot of them will a leave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <true>. uh, <laughs> but,
2: so it feels a little disjointed at times. And yet there's this flow to the whole experience.
0: And music, of course, figures mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm, so yeah. you know mm-hmm. that that kind of lengthens the experience. Okay. But... Usually, the music is really coming from the genre of the spiritual um, and and many times the psalms as well
1: wow, and so that becomes the the cohesive the glue, the glue of the, all mm-hmm. of it together yes. that's wonderful mm-hmm. well um be- before we finish, I also want to just lift up some contemporary options from worship and song, which is our um our supplement, our last supplement that was produced uh, through the publishing house, and uh, I lift it. I lift up these songs that m- maybe you can balance with the spirituals so that your worship service is blended. And uh, across the lands is one of those that works well in this series. The power of the cross in Christ alone, and actually that song has been playing through my head recently, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's very powerful. The risen Christ is another, and there is a higher ground. These are Getty and Townsend hymns that we Mm. um, included in worship and song. So again, you want to balance with the congregation something familiar with something that might be new to them or challenging to them. Some of these spirituals might not be new to your congregation, and that's great, but you might always be thinking about how to balance all of it together. So, Derek, what else do we need to know about the Scripture for this series?
2: Well, the, the Scripture is the Psalms. And, and what, what I w- was trying to do in the preaching notes uh, that you'll find on the website um, is to blend the spiritual and the psalm together. Mm-hmm. Where do they connect? Where do they coalesce and say a similar sort of message I know Diana you were saying before where does the music fit in that well well one possibility is that the sermon wraps around the song and you either have a recording or a video that plays or a soloist who sings and the preacher kind of sets it up both yeah. with the context of the spiritual but also that allows the words mm-hmm. too often we sing those hymns and spirituals and songs and not pay attention to the word because mm. we're worried about getting the notes right. right? <laughs> yeah. okay. Well, if we feature it in the midst of the sermon, it then becomes a proclaimed word mm-hmm. as well. And the whole congregation is now preaching mm-hmm. rather than just the preacher because mm-hmm. we sing that together. So, so I would bring the words of the spiritual, the experience uh, of the slaves into the message itself so that mm-hmm. when the, then later, then the congregation sings it as a response, as you said, then it becomes part of the continuation of, of the preaching of that.
1: I love that. I think that's that's brilliant.
2: And and that was what the psalms were. The mm-hmm. psalms were sung yes. as a proclamation yes. of the word by the whole body. Sometimes they were chanted. Sometimes there was leader call and response. Sometimes it was a unison kind of thing as, yes. as well. Spirituals are the same way. Sometimes there's soloists. Sometimes there's corporate bodies. But all of it is proclaiming this word. And believe it or not, even in Lent, the word is hope. Mm-hmm. The word is mm-hmm. possibility. One of the things, just back on the Good Friday quickly uh, for a moment, Cynthia, is that I had trouble coming from my context in the African-American context when I was invited to preach there, which I loved. Mm-hmm. But I had trouble with the fact that we were leaking into Easter on Good Friday. <laughs> well. I, the dramatist in me says, no, no, we got to hold off onto right. that. Wait until <laughs> Sunday. But you always <laughs> got to point to that, you know, because the reality is this may be the last moment mm-hmm. that, or the only moment that, that someone comes to experience this word. So mm-hmm. so why not point to Easter? Why not bring Easter up? And, and so I've had my thinking changed over the years because of that, that oh, we have okay. to have that seed in Planted, there a little yes, bit. Yes, and yes. And it's the same way back with the mood. One of the questions that, that I've been asked is, should I even preach on Ash Wednesday as we start off this mm, series? Mm-hmm. And certainly the the embodied word in the liturgy is important enough and can carry that. If the preacher decides, I'd let, rather let the music preach, I'd rather yeah. let the ritual preach, that's fine. Mm. But if you do decide to add a spoken word in the midst of that, let it be of the same genre. Let it be the same feel, that's the good. same mood. That's Let's good. capture this both repentance acknowledgement of my brokenness, I sometimes sometimes I feel like mm-hmm. a motherless child. Mm-hmm. And maybe now's the time to feel that, mm-hmm. to acknowledge that. And let, let's dwell in that moment. Mm-hmm. But let the ritual and let the music speak mm-hmm. more loudly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the message, I think, should be secondary in, in that service, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let the ashes proclaim more loudly that word.
0: And friends, we, we want to encourage you To take the step and at least attempt to sing these songs. Um, Don't be intimidated by the genre itself. It lends itself to extemporization. Uh, Allow yourself to uh, live into, as Derek has suggested, the the story of the song. uh, And really begin to um, become the incarnational thought that is being conveyed through that particular text. The spirituals are usually repetitious, uh, so it uh, sometimes it's call and response. So you have a leader who throws the words to the congregation, and the congregation simply repeats what's being said. There are other ways uh, that the spiritual is accessible to the entire congregation, but please don't feel bound by any one way. Make it your own uh, you rarely, rarely will hear a spiritual sung the exact same <laughs> That's way, true. and there are also some incredible octavos uh, arrangements of spirituals for choirs. Um, children enjoy learning spirituals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nothing dances like the spiritual. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and motherless child is one that would certainly lend itself to interpretation of liturgical dance. Mm-hmm. So be creative uh, with the music. And uh, Derek has also suggested that you might want to just play. Um, I know that Mahalia Jackson was one voice that we often heard singing, Nobody Knows the Trouble I See. Mm. Uh, and also don't be thrown aback by the fact that some sing, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the back story uh, will help you to understand that it, it wouldn't be past tense because of the way it functioned again slaves sung this song when they were in the fields and if somebody was out of line and one of the slave owners was coming down the field they used that as a code it was nobody knows the trouble i see coming down this hmm. cotton row <laughs> so it you better present, get up yes present tense yeah it was present tense yeah but don't don't let those things de- deter you this is a rich legacy that belongs to america Mm -hmm. Uh, And it belongs to the church. And so allow yourselves to be immersed in that legacy along with those things that make sense for your particular context.
1: Well, I know we're getting ready to wrap up. And I wanted to ask Derek one more question. And um, Selah, can you say more about (laughs) Selah? We kind of skipped
2: over that, didn't we? I know we did. (laughs) Selah is a word in the Psalms that appears and what what's interesting to me is over the years having people read scripture and some of them say that word mm-hmm. in the psalm some of them skip over it think it's a pause kind of word the truth is we don't really know what it means mm-hmm. uh, there are different interpretations of that i talk a little bit about that in the in the notes um that will be on the website but um but it could mean a musical interlude it could be a bridge kind of idea or it could be a moment of silence it could be a pause or a crescendo it it implies something is happening in between. Mm-hmm. And that's why we chose it as the title for our Lenten series. It is it is in between, in between where we are and where we're going, in between who we want to be and who we really are. Uh, <laughs> and we're living in that in-between time. And so we're paying attention to those inner, inner thoughts and actions and attitudes of the heart. Um, and that's, Back to where I started, and that is that we're living into an emotional experience, mm-hmm. a little bit of visceral reality here, not just our intellectualizing, but also our experiencing. How do we hear God's word in our bodies mm-hmm. as well as in our minds as well? So, so, Sela is is a freedom in a sense uh, to be in between, to rest, to to shout, to play, to respond, to just pause and take a take a moment to. Let God's Word sink into us.
1: So I'm going to make a sign, and I'm going to say, I'm taking some Selah.
2: Amen. That works. That okay. works.
1: <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> well, we we
0: we hope that this has been helpful to you today uh, as we move into the period of cold Lenten season, 40 days of reflection, of a spirit of repentance, of fasting, of Uh, really observing the spiritual disciplines. Uh, But keep in mind each day, of course, except for the Sundays, um, keep in mind that these are days to reflect on the Jesus story, but that we are all moving up the Via Dolorosa, eventually to the Way of the Cross. And then, of course, we get to Sunday, and that am, amazing 20th century psalmist, his name is um, Duke Ellington. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, when Sunday comes, uh, Lord, dear Lord above, please come down and see your children through. That's really what happens to, to us for Sunday. Jesus comes down and the, the spirit of Christ abides with us in such a way that we become the incarnational presence in the world of that same Jesus. Every Sunday, every day is Easter. So as a resurrected people, thank you for joining us today. And remember that you can find more information at our website, which is umcdiscipleship.org. And friends, until next time, may God bless you in your worship ministry as you make disciples for the transformation of the world.